Some people say, don't look back. And while there's some truth in that in terms of leaving behind things that are toxic or not helpful, or you have just moved past in your life, there is so much value in looking back, in noticing. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how keeping an eye on where you've come from can absolutely bring amazing results for where you're going. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast and I am your host, Lucy Orton. I'm the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female, purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but extremely talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own their talent and who move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we need your voice in the world right now more than ever. Before this week's episode, which is awesome, gets started in earnest, I wanted to jump on and remind you that my self-study special offer course that I talked about in last week's episode is only available for one more week. And I would absolutely hate for you to miss it at this special offer price of £197. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I go into lots of detail about what I cover in this amazing course, which is called Dare. But if you're already decided, then the link is in the show notes and you can purchase that before next Wednesday, 26th of May, 2021 at 5pm. And I would absolutely love you to have access to this transformative course, which really will allow you to live life courageously with confidence and self-belief on your own terms. Grab the details in the show notes and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the episode. I am going to be talking today about how noticing, recognizing, and reflecting on your achievements and particularly how far you have come really does make a difference in terms of where you go next and how successful you are in doing that and of course the impact that that has on you as a person, on your mindset and on your happiness. This week's episode is a really nice companion episode for the one that I released two weeks ago. That's episode 37, You're Not Lucky, You're a Purpose-Led Badass. So I really recommend if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen to it either before or after this episode. It doesn't really matter the order. But if you did already listen to it, you'll remember that I was talking about not crediting our amazing experiences, our amazing achievements, our lives, the things that we have done 
to luck or chance or just falling into our lap. And that instead, we need to grasp that credit. We need to take hold of it and recognise our own worth, our own abilities, our own tenacity, our resilience, the way that we've been able to bounce back from failure, the way that we've been able to create success. So in this week's episode, I'm going to talk about specifically how just the act of noticing how far you've come can be incredibly empowering and can really help you ground yourself in where you're at, what you've done, and can give you this boost for moving forward. I want to begin by talking first about why we don't do this so often, why this is a topic at all, why this isn't something that's just built into us as humans. And I think we can really get caught up in the idea and the reality for many of us that life is a constant rush and battle almost through all of the things that we have to do. And that can make it really difficult, as I've talked about on the podcast before, to make that space and time for ourselves and for our mindsets. It can really feel like, in Ferris Bueller's words, life moves pretty fast. Wow, I think I've really aged myself there, but oh my goodness, that was such a great film. I'd like to point out that I watched it a good few years after it was released, but thought it was amazing. Must rewatch that actually. It's probably like a lot of the films from the 80s and 90s that I've been revisiting lately, sometimes with my kids. It's probably a little bit more dated than I'm remembering. I have been watching a couple of films, I'm digressing at the moment, recently and have been a bit horrified by the casual racism, homophobia, transphobia in these hilarious, as I remember them, comedies. So yeah, I'm not sure. I give a warning there that I don't know if Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the amazing 80s, I think it was, film, has something really questionable in it. <laughs> I'll have a watch of it and let you know if there's something really appalling that you you know need to know about. Anyway, anyway, I digress. But there really is this sense that we don't have enough time. And if you want a little bit older reference than Ferris Bueller, there is a wonderful quote from a poem called Leisure by William Henry Davies. And it's actually appeared on a bench in my lovely local Cotswolds town. And the phrase is, and I'm sure many of you will have heard this before, I didn't know the poet actually, but the phrase is, what is this life if full of care, we have no time to stand and stare. And it goes on a lot longer, it's a lovely poem. But it again speaks to that human condition that we just don't have the right amount of time to do all of the things and to process all of the things. And... I agree that time that we have on earth is finite, but the way that we approach our time here is absolutely within our control and we can really question some of our potentially limiting beliefs around the time that we have to do certain things, especially when they are so important to us. And I just want to quote and talk about some amazing research, which is really worth looking into if you're interested in positive psychology and happiness like I am. It's all around the blue zones of happiness and the author and main researcher of this work is called Dan Bootner. 
And there's a really good YouTube talk, which he does explaining a lot about this um, amazing amount of research that's gone into this work. But essentially, it's all about what makes the world's happiest places and why it is that the people within those countries are so happy. So why are they in these blue zones of happiness and how we can all apply these findings. It's really fascinating. But the important thing I wanted to talk about in reference to this episode is that he discusses in his TED talk and in his work how we can categorise happier people. And he asks two questions at the beginning to the audience, whether we think life is long or short and whether we think life is easy or hard. So he he asks the audience when he's doing this talk which categories they fall into. And the vast majority either say life is short and easy or short and hard or long and hard. And only very few people, I think it's two in his audience of a couple of hundred, stand up and they say that they think life is long and easy. And the research shows that places with these higher levels of happiness, with a greater proportion of the population who are living longer lives and feeling happier, they are much, much more likely to agree that life is long and easy which suggests that really different relationship with time than the one that I described previously, where we feel like we just don't have enough time and there's just too much to fit in. So I think, you know, in reference to the stand and stare idea, in reference to challenging whether life has to move pretty fast, and in thinking about this research that shows actually you're likely to live a happier life if you can approach it, or believe that you have plenty of time and that life overall is going to feel easy. Now, this is challenging. I find this quite challenging, but I also find it really interesting and aspirational. And I try to look at my life, my years, my days as both long and easy. It doesn't always work, but I think this is really fascinating research. It's also something to bear in mind in terms of checking in with ourselves. Am I processing how far I've come? Am I processing how much I've already achieved? How deep and rich my experiences have been to this point? A recent example where this really came into action was a great post that I saw from somebody, I don't think it was anyone I'm connected with on LinkedIn, but I thought it was absolutely amazing. And this lady had posted to say simply, I realized today, I noticed today, I recognized today that I am a solicitor. This was my dream for 15 years. This was something which I worked towards through school, through university, through moving up the ranks once I got the training contract and the law firm job. And here I am 15 years on and I am recognizing and noticing for perhaps the first time that I did it that I am a solicitor, I followed my dream, I ticked off all of those steps on the journey and I got here. And what was really interesting in that recognition was that maybe she hadn't sat and thought that before ever. 
even though she'd been practising as a solicitor for so many years. And it feeds back with when we look at reaching a destination instead of taking account of the process. Not only can we not enjoy the journey or the process, but we can also miss the destination when we get there. So I thought that was really interesting. And it reminded me of something in my personal life, which is along the same lines. And that's when my eldest child, who is now about to go to secondary school, when he was a baby, I remember about seven months in, he was seven or eight months, he was still pretty small. I looked at our washing line and I saw hanging out on our washing line, I think it must have been early spring or something like that, these tiny socks and tiny trousers and little poppered t-shirts that babies wear. And it was particularly the socks that hit me. I recognised in that moment that there was a small human being in my life. There was a baby. I had a child in my world that wore tiny socks. And this might sound mad because I'd obviously spent seven months with him, you know, every day and had spotted all his changes. I was a typical new mum. I was recognising every tiny development and really engaged with his growing and his very existence. But I don't think until that moment I really recognised I have a tiny human being and I am a mother. And I think it's the same thing. When you don't take that moment to stop and stare, you can suddenly realise that the months and the years have gone by and you haven't given enough credit and enough awareness even of all of the posts you've gone past already, all of the things you have ticked off your dream to-do list. And this is where some of my clients talk to me about getting stuck in the expected pathway of life, ticking off the big house, the bigger house, the car, the amazing holidays, the kids, one, two, three, and all of the things that they dreamed of. And then getting to the point where they realise that they haven't given themselves any credit for that. They haven't noticed how far they've come and it hasn't helped them in terms of their abilities and their belief in themselves for moving forward. And that preamble leads me to the next part of the podcast, which is why this noticing and recognising and processing really matters. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you might remember an episode I created about positive reminiscence. It's called something along the lines of the art of simply remembering and how it can increase your business success. I will add a link to that in the show notes and a link to the luck episode, the badass episode rather. Um, But what I talk about is that we have this amazing power within ourselves to remember, to think back, and that this can also be bolstered through repetition of going over the past and remembering what it is we've done to get us to this point. So it's never forgotten and in fact is embedded in our mindset, in our practice of who we are and our inner strength, our abilities and our talents. Because as I've talked about before, with our brains that skew negative, it can be all too easy to forget those. And again, it really is linked to keeping that business mindset strong. Because when we can remember how we've overcome, how we've done things, even when they were difficult, even when they were hard, even when they felt impossible in the past, 
we give ourselves that sense of self-belief and recognition for what we're capable of in the future. It also really encourages an experimental mindset because when you recognise and you look over the bigger picture, you can see that there were bumps in the road and there were things that you didn't necessarily do right first time, but they became part of the broader picture. They brought you to this point. And by making this a practice and by positively reminiscing, by remembering, by logging how far you've come, and I mean that in terms of the long term and the short term, so in terms of years and also in terms of the week that you've had, we really can push our mindsets forward. This is something that I do with my clients all the time. So if you are interested in talking about working together, do click on the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash self-sabotage call to book an appointment with me and we can start busting through your self-sabotaging or your needs around pushing yourself and your business into a place of greater ease and flow and a fantastic progressive mindset. Another reason this noticing how far you've come, and I keep thinking of Moana, but actually the song in Moana is how far I'll go. (laughs) But I guess they're super interlinked, how far you've come, how far you'll go. It's so connected. And by remembering how far you've come, remembering and seeing yourself for everything you've achieved, you also fend off that very tempting temptation that business owners have to forever shift the goalposts. I'll be happier when. I'll be more satisfied with my income when it reaches X. When I've got another client or another big project, then I'll believe that I'm really doing this and so on. This regular and practiced connection to your wins can also really help stave off perfectionism because you get used to noticing the small things and realizing that cumulatively they absolutely matter. It doesn't have to be the huge, perfect, amazing outcomes that you're imagining in your head count for success. You know, it can actually be those small incremental changes showing up and stepping up for your business each and every day. In addition, it keeps your eyes on the bigger picture. It makes you recognize, like the lady I spoke about on LinkedIn, you are the business owner. She was the solicitor. She is a solicitor. And just that recognition that you're in this, you're properly being that role, you're believing in yourself, and this is not a game, you're absolutely doing it, is really empowering. Something else I wanted to mention fittingly before the end of the program, is a concept in positive psychology called end of the story. And this is about how many times we can end up feeling like I'm here, like for me, I'm 40 years old. I am the culmination of everything that's come before me and I'm not going to change. This is who I am now. I am grown. And this is super, super unlikely. And actually, we keep growing until the day that we die. We change, we evolve, we move on. And in the next, for example, five years of my own life or your own life, you will absolutely change as much as the previous five years. Yet we can have this idea that we're at the end of the story and that from now on, this is where we are and this is how we're going to be. So just recognizing the continuum of how far we've 
gone, how far we're going and where we are right now is really useful. It keeps us aware and grounded in the present, but also using the winds of the past to help us and push us forward in the future. I hope that this episode has been really useful for you. Don't forget again that the deadline for purchasing my amazing DARE course about living life on your terms, creating fantastic confidence, resilience and inner self-belief is only available now for one more week next Wednesday the 26th of May at 5pm. The special offer price of £197 for this amazing transformative self-study program will end and I won't be able to offer it at this price again. So I'd love for you to come on board and you will of course find the link within the show notes as usual. Until next week, when I will be back with another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast, have an awesome one. Remember how far you've come. Remember the amazing direction you're going in and take care. I am championing you as ever and I will be back next week. Bye for now.